Hi, I'm Regina Boyd, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist and Licensed Mental Health Counselor, and your host of the Connecting Out Loud podcast. Here we talk about connections with our families as they relate to our mental health and Catholic faith, all while connecting you with those you love the most. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Let's dive in. Hey friends, okay, today we are talking about loneliness. And I know that can sound slightly depressing, but I think it's a really important topic to discuss because a lot of people experience this. So we're gonna talk about what loneliness is and what you can do about it, how to reverse that and overcome it. And in a particular way, especially if you're in a relationship with your beloved, we'll touch on that too. So let's get into this. Let's talk about loneliness. And I got this definition that I really like from Talkspace. They say that loneliness is a specific reaction to a feeling of isolation or being alone. Whereas when we're thinking about depression, which loneliness is not the same thing as depression necessarily, depression is a much broader experience or feeling that permeates all aspects of your life. Loneliness is maybe it could be a symptom of depression. It could be something that uh, leads to depression or eventually turns into depression. Um, But it doesn't mean that it will, but it's something that's very different. It's a specific reaction or feeling or emotion that comes up to the experience of being isolated or alone, which is very different than depression because like it said, it covers all aspects of someone's life. And so what do we do when we're in these situations? We can feel lonely in all contexts. You can feel alone, even a room full of people. You can feel in a group of people and still feel isolated and alone in some way, sort of cut off and disconnected. And a lot of people can feel a sense of shame when they're experiencing that emotion of loneliness, which is very painful, which prevents a lot of people from sharing when they're experiencing that. They are not willing to open up about it or let other people know because they might be embarrassed about how they're feeling. And so I think it's important to do uh, an episode on this topic so that one, hopefully people feel a little less alone in their loneliness, but also two, to encourage anyone out there to, to share, to be willing to reach out in those moments and feel more connected because we've all been there and you are definitely not alone in this. So the first thing that you want to do when you're experiencing loneliness is one, to acknowledge your feelings. And it sounds counterintuitive, but what we really need to do is the only way to feeling better about ourselves is through. The only way to is through. And the only way to feeling less alone, less isolated is to walk through those feelings of loneliness. We have to increase our awareness. We have to recognize what it is, where it shows up in our lives, what are what are those moments that sort of trigger it and get in touch with that. When we can acknowledge and say, you know, I'm feeling really sad, I'm feeling um, distanced, I, you know, I feel my feelings were hurt by somebody recently and so I've, I've kind of put a distance, I've taken a step back and now I'm feeling lonely as a result of that. Whatever it is, we need to acknowledge those feelings because without being aware of what those emotions are for us that come up in the situation, then we really can't do anything about it. 
you know, there could be a sense of loneliness. Like I said, maybe you took a step back from a relationship or something. Maybe somebody hurt you in some way. And so if you know that that's the cause of your loneliness, there's some things you can put into place to help counteract that. You know, for example, spending more time with others um, who, you know, haven't hurt you in some way. Um, And so once we know what that is and can hone in on that specific feeling or emotion for us, increase our awareness, then we're able to take some steps, look at that situation and take some steps to reverse that loneliness. The second thing to do is to avoid isolation. This is a tough one because when we're feeling lonely, it's really easy to, um, just disconnect altogether. It's easy to isolate and it's easy to, you know, decline the offers. Maybe somebody invites you to come hang out and you just say, oh, I'm not really feeling up to it. I'm tired. Is that really, you know, actually being tired or is that a sense of exhaustion from the loneliness that you're experiencing? And so being very careful that we're not isolating ourselves, declining offerings to be with others, and then just vegging out or being on social media for hours on end. It's a tough one because sometimes social media can, for some people, help them feel more connected. But if we're not careful, other times that can be all the time we give to something and then it inadvertently makes us feel more lonely because we're not having those in-person connections as well. And so it you know, for some people it can be a temporary um, buffer or barrier to feel connected. It's an easy, um, low entry type of way to feel connected to other people. But we want to be mindful of striving for those higher, deeper levels of connection, the in-person connections as well. And so to avoid isolation, you want to reach out to your trusted friends and family members, strengthen those existing relationships that you have. Um, And being aware of those people that you're reaching out to, are they people who generally keep things positive? Are they, you know, do you leave your time from them feeling happy and energized? We don't want to spend time with some of our friends who might be the Debbie Downers or bringing things down a bit or, you know, gossiping or causing you extra stress and anxiety. And so being able to keep things more positive, maybe perhaps meeting with a priest, a pastor, a spiritual director, um, And if you're really, really um, feeling brave and up for it and willing to give it a try, maybe even talking to strangers, I've heard, as a good recommendation. So when you're out in the grocery store, giving that friendly greeting to someone or talking about the weather or complimenting someone's attire, all of those things can help decrease our feelings of isolation, which will also decrease our overall sense of loneliness. And then tying that into finding those in-person connections. You can find in-person connections lots of ways. So if you're not up for facing some people who are more familiar to you, there's other ways you can engage in some type of service or volunteer opportunity. There's lots of hobby interest groups, you know, meetup groups where you can go meet with a group of people based on whatever interests you have in common. So there's groups out there, you know, if you want to speak another language and they meet up and practice, or there's running groups and all types of fitness groups, whatever it might be, find something that interests you in your local area and show up. And then another thing I would say is just that reminder that you are not alone in your loneliness. And I want to stress this so much. I I got this from Talkspace as well, but um, 
loneliness is a shared experience all around the world. So even if you think of that person who you would imagine is the least lonely person you know, they just barely are ever lonely. They're the social person of the world. They just have so many friends. There's so many connections. Even the people you think of as the least lonely, they still experience loneliness from time to time. And so in your moments of loneliness, in your loneliness, you are not alone because there are, this is a shared experience all around the world. Right now, as you're listening to this, there are hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands, maybe potentially even millions of people potentially feeling lonely exactly at the same time as you're listening to this. And so you are not alone. Loneliness is temporary. It does not mean you are going to be in the state forever. It does not mean that you're unlovable or that no one likes you. There's a lot of shame attached to loneliness. And I think that's why we have a tendency to isolate when we are experiencing those periods of loneliness because of the shame. Is that, am I feeling lonely and disconnected because people don't like me? Do I, you know, am I unlovable in some way? And so let me try to hide and self-preserve so that I don't have to confront the possibility that, you know, I might be unloved. And that couldn't be further, further from the truth. That's the loneliness talking and not the reality of the truth of the situation or anything true about you. And let me mention this to you couples, by the way. Couples, people who are in committed relationships can experience loneliness as well. And I want to spend a few minutes talking about this because people automatically assume, oh, you're in a relationship, you're married, whatever it is, like you have somebody with you the rest of your life. How can you possibly be lonely? You would be surprised at the amount of couples, individuals who are in relationships who report a sense of loneliness. And part of the reason for that is a pattern of avoiding conflict in your relationship. So if you are someone who does feel lonely, who does not feel understood or connected to your beloved in your relationship, think about any type of situation that might have come up recently where you were afraid to bring it up to your beloved. Maybe it was a complaint about something. Maybe it was a request to uh, possibly arrive a little early somewhere or um, you know, you weren't, you didn't appreciate how somebody spoke in tone to your in-laws or your extended family member or someone like that. And when you thought about bringing it up, you said, you know, this is probably in your mind, you're thinking, this is probably something we should talk about. And then you pause and think, ah, oh, never mind. You know, I don't want to cause any trouble. You know, let's just forget about it. That is called avoiding conflict. Everyone does it, but here's the problem. The more that that happens in a relationship that can create a sense of loneliness or a divide because that's an opportunity to bring your concern to your beloved, to share your heart with them, to open and pour out your heart and receive help from them to say, hey, this is something that's on my mind. This is bothering me, not in a way to point fling fingers, not in a way to point fingers or blame, but to say, this is a concern I have, this is this was hurtful to me, or here's the situation, here's what I didn't like about this, Can we? how can we strategize together to do something about it? And 
So that can create an opportunity when we're willing to wade into conflict and bring those concerns up and push into it, then that transforms your relationship as a couple. That gives you an opportunity to come together and tackle that situation or problem together to hopefully resolve it or solve it or make some type of minimal adjustment to change the trajectory of how things around that situation go in the future. And therefore, you are more united and more closely linked as a couple. It's one way I like to view conflict is it really is an opportunity to grow closer because usually when there's conflict, there's something uh, deeper there in the heart. It's more closely, it's usually linked to some connection of closeness or something that needs to be shared with the other person. And so if you're in a relationship with someone, and this could be anyone, this could be a family member, dating, engaged, married, some type of committed romantic relationship, you want to remember to avoid avoiding conflict. So avoid avoiding conflict. (laughs) Go directly into that conflict. And again, it depends on the situation. I'm not saying look for a fight or pick fights or something. Don't cause drama. (laughs) But, um, when when those situations bubble up for you, when they're when you notice that something really bothered you, really reflect and think about is this an opportunity that I can help our relationship grow deeper and mature more if I bring this concern up to my beloved. And people who avoid that end up feeling more lonely in their relationships. And that's why you can have marriages where people have been married together 25 30 years and they're feeling lonelier than ever because they're not taking that time to stop and connect and work through some of those conflict type of situations. So go out there (laughs) and make sure you are sharing your heart with those people that you love and care about the most. And again, I just want to remind you that loneliness is temporary It's not a reflection on how lovable you are. It will pass just like every emotion passes. And there are some of those practical things we can be doing as well. Exercise, getting some sunshine, being mindful of our diets. All of these things can impact our mood. So anything that we're doing in those areas to help offset or buffer from loneliness is only going to contribute to the greater good. So anything you can do in that area, movement, getting that body moving, being out in the sunshine when possible, making sure we're eating healthy from time to time. I'm not saying you can never have uh, indulge in anything from, but you know, in general, these things all can impact mood. And so if you notice you're in a period of loneliness, these can be things you can attend to in the hopes to reverse that and offset it. So for the mental health tip for today, we are going to do some four count breathing. You may have heard me talk about this before because it's one of my favorite um, mental health tips to do, but I think it's really helpful in loneliness. It's, It's a great way to center in a way to refocus and not be lost in those thoughts because loneliness, um, the voices or that internal monologue that happens during a period of loneliness can be very negative and be very harsh and critical and judgmental. And so breathing is going to be really helpful to slow you down, slow those thoughts down, and hopefully challenge them and reorient, reset, think about how to tackle the loneliness issue and get a little bit more focused. So I'll lead you through a four count breathing exercise. So what we're going to do is inhale through the nose for four seconds, 
hold our breath for four seconds and then release out through the mouth. And I'll guide you through it as we go. So get comfortable in whatever way you can, whether you're seating or out and about, um, get comfortable. And now I want you to inhale through the nose for four seconds. One, two, three, four, hold the breath. Two, three, four, and out through the mouth. Two, three, four. Inhale. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four, and out. Two, three, four. In. Lord Jesus Christ, hold. Son of the living God, out. Have mercy on me, a sinner. And you can see in that moment how relaxed you become, how slowed down you are. And that's a beautiful opportunity to reflect, to to call to mind the presence of God, to help you reflect on some of those negative thoughts that might be running through your mind in a period of loneliness, to call to mind the presence of God and help him shed his light for you in that situation. You can incorporate any prayer you want with the breathing. But more importantly, or as important, it's a way to, again, slow down the thoughts and just become more present to yourself in the moment. And once you're able to slow down those thoughts in that way, think about some of the things we talked about today in this episode and how you can start reversing that loneliness, whether that's acknowledging your feelings, increasing the awareness, avoiding some isolation, reaching out to those trusted friends in your community, finding those personal connections, service opportunities, and whatnot, exercising, sleep, and avoiding, avoiding conflict, all of the things, breathe. the breathing can really help get you to that place where you can make a decision about um, what to do next in combating your loneliness. And if you have more questions about loneliness, I want you to keep listening to this podcast. We have lots of episodes about connecting and relationships to help you strengthen your bond with those you love. So continue to keep listening here. And if you love this episode, please, please, please write a review, um, share it with a friend. Uh, It would be so helpful to just get the word out about this podcast um, is really a hope and desire of mine to help more people. So if you uh, appreciate the show, please consider leaving a review. I would really, really appreciate it. And thanks so much, guys. And I look forward to seeing you next time. If you have enjoyed this episode, you can find more Connecting Out Loud content on our Facebook and Instagram pages. As always, I appreciate each and every review. So if you can take some time to rate and review this show, I read each one and I love hearing from you. Be intentional and connect out loud.